It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today on the RV, we are headed to Austin to speak with CJ Hudson. CJ is an author and his new book is called Destiny Lives on Fair Heaven Street. So CJ, welcome to the RV. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It is my pleasure. You are a self-proclaimed hopeless romantic. What is the best advice you've ever received when it comes to love? Uh, just follow your heart. That's the primary thing. And ironically, I learned that from another man. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Well, it was my uncle, actually. Uh, he was a hopeless romantic as well, still is. And uh, he's just hopelessly in love with his wife. And... He found out about what I did in the book and he was just telling me, it's like, you need to do what's right in your heart. That's the most important thing. So, and it's largely, largely because of him that I was able to actually make the journey that I talk about in the book and, and go back to, to Danielle, the first woman I ever loved. And you know, CJ, I remember when I was young, people used to say that being in love equals suffering. So... <laughs> We grew up always fearing that. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. I don't believe that being in love is, is to suffer. I believe that sometimes you have to suffer for love. I think that's that's a big part of it. And that's exactly what I, what I talk about in the book is because, you know, when I met Danielle, we were just, we were 10 years old and we started quote unquote dating when we were about 12, as much as 12 year olds can date. Um. And we fell in love with each other, and, and then we were forced apart ultimately. But where we get at with the suffering is that I had decided, you know what, this is the woman I want to be with, even though I'm only 13 years old, but I knew it right then and there. And so I went for eight years without dating anyone. My entire schooling career, not a single soul. And I gave her a, a, pen, a heart pendant that snapped in half, which is a big part of the reason why the, the cover of my book is the way it is. She kept one half, I kept the other. And then I never took mine off for the entire eight years I was away from her. And that's why it tarnished. But that's amazing. But you've always lived in the same neighborhood. And how, tell us a little bit more about your story. It's no fiction. Yeah? It's real. It's real. It, it, it absolutely happened. Uh, Danielle and I met when I lived in Florida. I lived over in Palm Bay, which uh, they have a street, Fairhaven Street. That's where we moved. She was my next door neighbor. 
uh, like I said, we we met at a school bus stop, fell in love. Uh, we were t- we were together for three years. Uh, I came from an abusive family, so her family kind of became my surrogate family when I wanted to get away from home. And then what happened was is that we were forced apart when my parents got a divorce, and I had to move to Michigan. So, which is I think about two thousand miles away. Before I left, you know, my my grandmother was always a hopeless romantic as well, and so. We would always watch these these sappy romantic movies about you know dedication to someone you love and and so when I saw Danielle I'm like well you know what I'm gonna do the same for you because you know this is I want to break the cycle I don't want you to have to deal with the same stuff I had to deal with so it's like you know what I'm gonna be different I'm not gonna cheat I'm not gonna do any of that stuff I'm dedicated to you so I'm just not gonna date anybody so from I think I was in middle school at the time and from middle school all the way through to my first year of college I didn't date anyone. Because, you know, I wanted her and her only. And I was going to go back and I was going to win her back. So the inspiration for your book is this love story. Well, the funny thing is that this book is actually the first of a series of books that I'm writing. And I'm actually writing it to my, my, my boys, my twin sons, telling about my life and how we overcame 100 years of abuse in our family. The idea is that I want to make sure that when, when I die, that it never comes back. So they never had to experience it. My wife never had to experience it. So my my concern going into it was that, well, you've never had to experience it, but you need to see how it impacts people. So I'm going to write a series of books that, you know, it's going to show you just essentially how screwed up your dad is, um, you know, because of it. But it's, it's more importantly, I, I want to show them that, and this is a big message in the book, is that the man you're destined to become is the one you choose to be. And it was because when I was with Danielle at the time, my parents would basically talk me down saying, you know, she doesn't love you. She doesn't this, she doesn't that. And she would finally say, well, no, they're wrong. I do. And you're not going to be anything like your father because that's one thing my mother always believed. And she said, I want to marry you one day when we grow up. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm I'm not going to complain. Um, I was, I was kind of an ugly duckling growing up. So that was, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't sure why she liked me, but then as time went on, I believed it. So, and, it, and for me, it was just like, well, as I said before, I want to be with you. I only, I only want to be with you. I don't be with anybody else. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to win you back. So if it means having to be lonely for eight years, then I'll be lonely for eight years. I'll be lonely for 20 years. So it means that we'll end up together. As long as you finally see once and for all that, I'm the right one for you. Wow. So I can believe that love is real. <laughs> it is very real. And CJ, have you always wanted to be a writer? I, I'd always wanted to be a writer. Um, it, it's funny because I technically wrote my first book at eight years old. It was about a tree frog um, living, living in Africa and in, in, in the forest. And, and uh, it's about, you know, he was lonely and wanted to make a friend. So, and it was, I mean, I, I joke with my wife about it. It was, it was quote unquote published, which basically meant they, they just tried to put it in a, in a binding for, for me. Uh, and that was my book. Even throughout, and this is actually in the book too, is like throughout the years I was away from Danielle, I, I wrote a lot. And it was, I wrote her a lot of letters. I don't even know how many I wrote. But I also, we had a, we had a situation where we, I was in a class, it was, it was English class. And our teacher told us, I want you to write poetry. So I decided to, you know, and we would present it in front of the class. So I went ahead and I, 
I wrote about her. Nobody knew about her. They just saw the pendant around my neck. They didn't know who, who it belonged to or, or anything like that. And what's funny is that I don't really remember a whole lot about what I wrote. What I remember is the final line. And the final line went, it, it went something like this. It's like, I'm, I'm afraid of where I will go when I die. Because if to me, heaven is a life spent with you, then where will I go when that time comes? So in that, that was how my class was introduced to Danielle. <laughs> so, and it, oh, romantic. Was Danielle romantic? Yeah, she was, she was always very romantic. Um, you know, she, she, she loved, she loved romance. Let me just say that much. Uh, for example, she had her grandmother's uh, wedding ring that she would wear. Uh, but what was funny was that she didn't wear it until I quote unquote proposed to her. And what happened was, is that we were in her, her parents' garage. Uh, her, her dad was a carpenter. So he had all these rolled up carpets. They're kind of dingy. They're old carpets. He was getting rid of and got around to doing it yet. So we're laying on the carpet and she's fine. She comes up, she goes, well, proposed to me. She goes, well, um, what do you mean? She goes, well, propose to me. How would you do it? Tell me how you would do it. And so and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have a ring. So she pulls out her grandmother's, her engagement slash wedding ring. Um, and she says, well, here, slip it on my finger. Tell me how you would do it. And I'm not going to say exactly what I said because people have to read the book for that. But suffice to say, she was a blubbering mess after it was done in, in, a, in a good way. Because in a nutshell, what I was telling her was just that, you know what, I didn't even know I was worthy of love until I met you. So, but, but you showed me that I am. So because that I'm, I'm always going to be yours. So, and that was something that, you know, stuck with us. And after that, she would wear it. She would wear it on her wedding, wedding finger, just like drove, drove her mother crazy because her mother wanted the ring back, but <laughs> she would wear it like, no, she, we were married. Um, uh -huh. uh, it was, it was a cute thing between kids at the time, you know, and to, to our parents, it was like, you guys are too young. You don't know what love is. But to us, it was very real. I saw that as, you know, we weren't legally married, but it's like, this is what I want. This is the life I want. You said that you were stubborn, but I think you are the perfect example of determination. Where do you think this comes from? I think what it is, is just an awakening because I didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't this way when I was, before I met her, you know, I was very shy. I wasn't very good looking at all. I was scrawny, weak, the whole bit. I was picked on consistently by bullies. I always tell, I've always told other people rather that once you get bitten by the, by the bug, by, by the bug, I mean, love, like actual love, it changes everything to where it's like, well, wait a second, you know, I, I'm actually worthy of this. This, you know, suddenly starts building up your confidence a little bit more. And it was something that I really, you know, Danielle kind of brought it out of me. She brought me out of my shell. She forced me to be silly. She kind of showed me that, you know, it's, 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 you're, you're worthy of being loved. And to me, that was, that was so important. So as I wrote in the book, why, why would I want to give that up? You know, why, who, who wouldn't want that back? Who wouldn't fight for that? So it, it, it was very important for me to, to show that, you know, in the best way possible. And, and I, you know, even my grandmother told me, she's like, well, because I told her my plan. She goes, well, not too many men do that anymore. Uh, she goes, you, you know, it's going to be hard. You think you can do it? And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And she goes, well, 
you know, you, you're stubborn, just like your father. So, you know, that, that I, I think you can do it. And, uh, and, and she was right. I ended up doing it. It was, it was, it was over eight years. Well, I should say eight years, but, uh, I was at Danielle's front door. We were both, we were both adults by that time. So, but I've always been stubborn. I get it from my father, get it from my mother. And, mm-hmm. you know, Danielle kind of brought it out of me. And it was worth. Yeah. I mean, I think, think there's a time and a place for stubbornness, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was checking your website and... Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I see that you have an exciting contest. The contest is I'm trying to uh, establish more contacts to my email. Obviously, I want people to buy the book goes without saying. But what I'm doing is I'm giving away a Fire Kindle 10, Fire Kindle HD 10 Pro, I believe it is. I'm not the most technically gifted person, but uh, it's it's supposedly the, the the best one they have at the moment and i've got i've got one that i'm giving away i'm actually going to be extending that out because people requested to be for it to be extended out because they just found out so uh, i'm actually going to talk to my web developer which by the way we're actually going to have the the, the website uh, redesigned because i i want it to, to to look even better than it already does but yeah so we're, we're giving away uh candle fires and I've, I've got another one that I'm going to be starting soon. It's going to be the same thing. I I, I love, even though I'm, techno- I'm not the, the best with technology, I do love it. Uh-huh. So I, Uh huh. This is going to be a series of books. Do you have any idea when are you going to be published the next book? Well, uh, it, it all depends because I've actually been working with my editor about that. Right now, we're we're focusing on destiny, trying to make it the absolute best that we can. Have it have it do as, as great as we can, because you know, obviously, we want to be able to have the fan base going into the second book. My goal is to have it within the next two years. Okay, and I saw that you had quite the unusual writing and publishing process. Can you tell <laughs> a little bit about it? You know, it, it's it's uh, I'm a unique bird, to say the least. Basically. At least with this particular book, what I did was I would basically lock myself in a room and I would, depending on what it was I was writing about, like say, for example, if it was, if it was something that was sad, right? Mm-hmm. I would basically relive it. So you would, it's, it's interesting because this, this is a psychologist's dream come true because I am like the perfect guinea pig to poke and prod. Uh, that's why a lot of them love this book because what it is that when, when, and I learned this at a young age, when I'm emotional or when I'm upset, it's like the creativity comes out. 
Uh, for example, that that line that I mentioned before with the when I was in my English class, that actually came from being upset because I missed her. And, you know, I was just kind of riling myself up uh, and, and that line came out. So it was that's, that's kind of how my process is uh, with, with Destiny it was a little bit different because I had to I had to rewrite this book eight times over 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 eight times and on top of that we had six full editing cycles and editing cycles where i give it to my editor she goes through the entire thing she makes her corrections and i go through i check her correction and i rewrite the thing again to where it's we, we kind of come to a you know a, an agreement and then um on top of that it was rejected 100, 138 times really 138 times from, from different agents public what and, and the crazy thing was that this all happened with one iPhone because the entire book was written on an iPhone in this same car I'm in right now. It, it took some getting used to. It was definitely not not the. It was frustrating at times, but what happens is, is that you kind of learn how the pro like how Word works on on an iPhone, so you learn little tricks to be able to help keep things flowing. Uh, the reason why I did that was just because I have a family at home who need me. So, and then when my, my kids go to bed at seven, my wife needs me. So I'm, you know, helping her out, you know, spending time with her, taking care of her. Uh, so the only time I had was every day at lunch at work, I had an hour. So that's what I would do. I'd go into the car and I would write. Wow. That's so impressive. I'm like, wow. He wrote this book on a phone. On stubborn. <laughs> yeah. And CJ, is there a message that you would like to leave for our listeners today? I have a message that I've, I've been making a part of the marketing campaign for the book, and it's very simple. It's, it's called Become Inevitable. And what I mean by that is there's actually a line that's in the book. Uh, it's where it is, is that from the time I left Danielle and I left Florida, I was crossing the line into Georgia. There was, there was a line that I remember, and I, and I wanted to say it to my kids, and it's the overarching idea for the book, is that a man who is determined alone is persistent, but a man who can, who can combine that persistence with intelligence becomes inevitable. So, and the idea behind that is that it doesn't just apply to men or women, doesn't just apply to my son, it applies to everybody, to where it it's one of those situations to where destiny is not pre-written it's ultimately whatever you determine it to be and it plays into what i said earlier about the the man you're destined to become is the one you choose to be i had a choice when i left i could be the person that my parents thought i would be or i could be the person that she knew i was i chose the latter and by at the end of it i was at her front door ready to show her that not only was she right she'd been right about me all along but that my heart was still hers And that's how and that's how the book ends, of course, with what happens right after that. The love story, of course, not everything it's easy, but it is a love story, and you could stay together. Well, it's you have to read the book. It's 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 pretty interesting because I've actually debated whether or not to actually say the ending because some people want me to say the ending and some people don't. Yeah. Uh, It's, it, it is a love story, 100%, but it's also a story about life, you know, because it's, it's not everything turns out the way we hope it will, and everything turns out the way we think it will, but it, it, it will turn out to be the best as long as we 
as long as we believe it will, as long as we keep pushing for it too. So like with Danielle, it worked out the way it was supposed to. Destiny was fulfilled. I'll say that much. You'll have to read the book to, to, to see what happened. But uh, it's gotten excellent reviews. It's won seven awards. So I, I joke that Sam must be doing something right. But um, it's a beautiful story. And I, I have no doubt that people are going to really, really enjoy this because this, this is going to be, this is, this is a book unlike any you're ever going to read ever in your life because it is graphic. I will say that much. Chapter two is, is pretty graphic because it, it does deal with abuse. But what I want and what I hope people will take away from this is that life can be graphic. Life can be hard. But at the same time, in the end, love, love conquers all. Oh, that's so beautiful. I want to read your book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. And uh, CJ, where can we find you online, find your book? Well, uh, it's actually on sale right now on Amazon as well as Barnes and Noble. It's, it's, I have it. I've done what we call a soft launch uh, as recommended by my publisher. So what that means is that for a limited time, it's on sale. The actual hard launch date is New Year's Eve. But for right now, for a short time, you can buy it for $2.99 for the ebook. $2.99. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for giving us, giving us hope. Love is still exists. Some people nowadays think, no, love is just, a, it's something that we learned in the books. I don't know. You were the best one to talk about it. <laughs> I like to think that my life is living proof that even when things don't quite go the way you think they will, or you know, even sometimes the way you hope they will, they can turn out even better than anything you could ever imagine. Thank you, CJ. You are always welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.